Hi, welcome to my latest podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Now this is something I've thought and talked about for a long time to many different people. People in all sorts of places doing all sorts of jobs. The first thing people ask me when I talk about imposter syndrome is what is it? The Wikipedia definition goes something like this. Imposter syndrome, sometimes called imposter phenomenon or fraud syndrome, is a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalise their accomplishments. Despite external evidence of their competence, those with the syndrome remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve the success that they have achieved. Proof of success is dismissed as luck, timing or as a result of deceiving others into thinking they're more intelligent and competent than they believe themselves to be. <clears throat> Hands up if this resonates with you. Yes? Well, at times, me too. And as it turns out, I've met lots of other people that relate to that too, from all walks of life in all sorts of jobs. Young, middling and older, male and female, CEOs to directors to middle managers to people just starting out on their careers. Personally, I felt this most recently on day one of a long anticipated professional development opportunity, sat in a room full of amazing, bright, shiny people. Now we're all there to do the same thing, learn. My imposter though went into overdrive telling me that the other participants were all brighter and shinier than me and that I'd soon get found out. Perhaps it was a mistake going on the course because I was fine as I was. One of the things I did differently in that situation was instead of continuing with the internal dialogue was I risked showing up with it in the room. I named it there and then and it turned out that I wasn't the only person who felt like that. Actually, I was in good company. If you ever feel like that too, then it would seem that we're often all in good company and other people feel the same. So I've started to wonder, can it be a good thing, this imposter syndrome, this fear of being found out, of good luck ending, as though you're a fraud that will be uncovered soon? Now, some people say yes, because people who recognise the signs of this in themselves are often more conscientious. They work hard so as not to get found out. They're the sort of cross every T and dot every I kind of a person. They're the kind of people who often promise less than they actually deliver. The sort of people that would only apply for a job if they were 99.999% sure that they could actually do it. Working hard, delivering more than you say, conscientious, they all sound like good things. But I guess the flip side for many people is an inability to celebrate success, an inability to ask for help, and a tendency to be perfectionists at any cost, usually to themselves, to overperform with little sense of effort being proportionate to the task at hand. I know for me, because I've got a perfectionist driver and a hurry-up driver that holds its hand, that I often have to encourage myself to recognise when good enough is good enough and it's time to stop. Now some people become stressed and tired, unable to speak up or give opinions for fear of not knowing enough about a topic. They become stuck in the same job because of a fear of not being competent enough to achieve promotion. Others might procrastinate endlessly, unable to complete work for fear of something not being perfect or polished enough. They might become afraid to innovate or take risks for fear of getting something wrong. And in the coaching work I do with clients, a range of top tips for dealing with this has come up over and over again. So one of the things, the key things that I do now when my imposter stops chatting in my ear is to say, okay, what's the evidence for that view? 
So if I think about on the last occasion, sat on day one of my course, I asked myself, okay, what evidence do you have, Sarah, that in a learning situation, you usually find yourself with nothing valuable to add, nothing to say, and no way of participating? When I thought about it, actually, there's not very much. So my invitation is to show up as you are, to name it if it feels appropriate, because actually, you might, you'd never know who you might inspire to show up to. You can talk to a loved one, family, friend, therapist, coach, if you feel it, but are not in a position to be able to name it out loud. And talk to others if you feel that this is an issue for you. You may find other people feel the same. It's hugely supportive and liberating to know you're not alone. Now, if you make mistakes, as we all do from time to time, then forgive yourself, don't berate yourself. Don't unpick and go over them endlessly. Accept the mistake, find the learning in the mistake and move on. Ask for feedback. Talk to a trusted colleague, mentor or coach about particular meetings, pieces of work, times when you felt uncomfortable and as though you were an imposter. Sometimes it's useful to get other people's perspective and you can use this to challenge your view of yourself. Get to know yourself. Work out when and where your stress points are and when it's more likely that you will feel self-doubt. For example, if you're in a new job, then one tip is to maybe keep a reflective journal for the first three months. Reread and see how far you've come over the first days, weeks and months. Except that in some situations, like for example a new job, feelings of self-doubt are completely normal. It's not a sign of weakness or ineptness on your part. Another thing to think about is learn to notice your successes, even if you have to involve others in this to help you identify them at first. Try and write three good things that have happened each day, or even one thing that's happened each week. Sometimes when I'm working with coaching clients, I ask them to do an exercise called Ask Five People. And that's a way of identifying some of the strengths and brilliant things that people identify when you ask them um, for feedback. And it's a way of doing it in a structured, um, structured manner. Now, think about areas where you feel less confident find others who you can learn from. Ask them what their top tips are for dealing with whatever situation you find difficult. Giving presentations, speaking in meetings, managing difficult people. I remember myself when I, I used to find it a little bit difficult to um, speak to reports in meetings. I was never sure whether I was saying too little or saying too much. And one of uh, the people that I asked for feedback was someone I noticed was particularly to me seemed skilled and practiced at this and one of the tips she gave me was have a look at the report and underline the three key points that you want to make and focus on those in your presentation and a bit like in that situation there's for me I found someone who was happy to tell me about their experience and there will be people around you who do some things well things maybe you struggle with and most people love to be asked to share their top tips of things they've learned along the way Another thing to think about is to recognise when you are procrastinating, polishing, perfecting and performing over and above what the task requires. Think about what the worst thing that could happen is. Think about what the best thing is. Recognise that it's quite possible that your version of good may well be 150% better than the average. Realise when good enough is good enough and learn to do as that annoying song says and let it go. Spend time imagining your success. So for example, if you have a situation coming up which worries you, then think about it being a success. Think about presenting a paper in a meeting. 
Imagine walking into the room. Imagine sitting down at the table. Imagine, think about how you will start the discussion. Think about the three key points you want to get across. Imagine your positive reception, a good outcome, and having left the meeting feeling that you've achieved what you set out to do. Think about the fact that you have as much right to ask for help as anyone else. Think about helping someone else, even if you don't feel like an expert in the topic. Let's face it, everyone has to start somewhere when they're learning something new. And actually, you may well be the most experienced person in the room, even if you don't feel like it. Think about the way you speak about yourself, your skills and how you introduce yourself to other people. One of the things that's useful to think about is language and how many times you hear people around you saying things like, oh me, I'm just the, or I've been asked to do this, but I don't really know much about, or did that make sense to you, what I just said? Use LinkedIn or another mechanism to track your accomplishments. Ask for recommendations from people and learn to recognise what other people value about you. If this doesn't resonate with you, but you recognise this in a team member, this imposter syndrome, then think about what you can do to support them. If it's someone you manage, then think about how to help them recognise their strengths. Give them regular feedback. Watch for signs of perfectionism and burnout. And finally, if you're interested in exploring this further in coaching, then have a look at my website. You'll find me at www.wildflowerfire.co.uk. Thanks for listening.